Hey, thanks for listening to Replayable, a podcast where we talk about current media within a game concept. Beware, there will be spoilers ahead. like stacking and i'm really enjoying nobody saves the world which is a really cute co-op game by the way it's by Drinkbox, the <laughs> folks who did guacamole and it's on game pass right now that's why i ended up picking it up and it's super cute and i just i love the idea of having different forms and those forms having different abilities yeah i think just some really cool stuff can come out of these ideas yeah okay so how would you develop this game which i feel in a way we've answered <laughs> okay sorry sorry amanda how would you develop this game to make it more inclusive? I do feel like maybe we've touched on this a bit. First of all, with play as anyone, you can be anyone. Though we wouldn't use that term because I'm pretty sure Ubisoft owns that term. But <laughs> with this idea that you could be anyone, like literally anyone in the world. If that's or anybody in the neighborhood. Or anyone in the neighborhood. I think you could have some inclusivity in that way as long as we're being really representative of different folks in the neighborhood. And now if we think about inclusivity from an accessibility feature, like what are some accessibility features that this game could have just to make sure that we can, anyone can play it? And I guess there would be the elements that you'd probably... Uh, lean on would be sound, visual cues. If somebody was deaf, you'd have the voiceover, maybe like a option oh. at the bottom, maybe characters would be highlighted when they're talking. But as well as you're tracking somebody down, maybe there would be that faint kind of color or something. And maybe as you become, as it become, it's almost like maybe not a solid color that would represent the person that's possessed, but maybe it would flicker. Oh. Maybe like slower, but then it would flicker, not giving the person a way outright or the target outright, but you'd yeah. almost know, oh, there's something, I think there's something in that direction. And then you would move like, you know, maybe in that direction, trying to track that individual down. I think visually, I would say that would be where my strength would be in context of trying to establish a rhythm in that sense because you could also dim or maybe mute some of the colors if somebody's like colorblind there's that element too where the structure of the game would still lead them to track down that person maybe it'd be oh i heard a sound maybe it's like oh some maybe the character actually narrates something really stinks or oh, or yeah. even like they're looking for oh they're looking for jason is he was wearing a red shirt last we saw him so then that would be the cue okay this guy he's wearing a red shirt and then in mm -hmm. the person who is maybe yeah colorblind they'd be looking for somebody in a lighter shirt a light shirt so then they do for colorblindness is actually um one of the recommendations is patterns uh, oh, okay. so maybe rather than looking for a red shirt you would look for a shirt with a star on it Oh, there you um, go but you gave me an idea <laughs> another way to make it inclusive is what if the folks that you possess what if they, some of them did have, what if you could possess someone who was blind or possess someone who is deaf or mm -hmm. colorblind? And all of a sudden that would totally change like the way you play the game when you possess these folks. So we oh. just, we have representation in the sense that there are folks who have, who are differently abled and mm -hmm. 
I think that could be very interesting. I guess in the way though that then how would you, if, especially if this was a like a multiplayer game where mm-hmm. somebody plays John and the other person plays Zazel, it could be a way to, yeah, like it would just change up the gameplay. And I think it would add some really interesting features. I think so, for example, if you're blind, I don't know if this is always the case, but the trope is that like your hearing is better. You would just every character, like maybe their different abilities aren't necessarily I'm a hacker, but maybe their abilities could be things like strength. Like maybe you're deaf, but maybe you're also you work out and you could get ah, some really true. interesting like proc gen characters that I think you could just have such a very interesting variety that would be mm-hmm. more representative of the world in a mm-hmm. sense. So. Yeah, there'd have to be more strategy, even though it might be somewhat obvious to maybe not obvious, but if you were to confront somebody who's more physically dominant and you're just a detective, it's not an engagement that you would want to be a part of. So it'd be an aspect of they'd have to find, let's say, their partner or they'd have to find a, a leveling like field. There'd have to be more strategy in equation to confronting the Azazel kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so many, when you're thinking of like game mechanics, there's so many avenues, but then there's always trying to find a balancing, what is it? Counterpart to it, which is interesting, the complexity, mm. because you, if you make something almost, let's say even a beat em up as basic as a beat em up, where the whole point is to have this, your main character is very overpowered. And then you're just going through and fighting all these different, let's say flavors of enemies. If you make it multiplayer, then there's almost a, how do you make this guy more in the realm of a multiplayer game, there has to be like a counter strategy. Then you'd introduce yeah. like the stamina bar of, okay, they can only go off for a certain period of time strength wise, just so that it's not game breaking, experience right. breaking. So yeah. All right. So next question, mm-hmm. boss fight. How would you have a final showdown between our player, whether it's the detective or Azazel, maybe we need a version for both. Kind of sounds like we're making a couple of games here. What would that look like for you? What would be the, what would the showdown look like? Wow. That is, uh, yeah, it's very tough. In the film, how it shakes out is John Hobbs takes him to a cabin and then he waits for, because there's an obsession there if I want to get to this person. Well, it got um, personal too. Yes, exactly. So he wanted, Azazel wanted to essentially torture and kill this, you know, individual. So in a boss fight, yeah, I do feel story-wise, there has to be an avenue that brings the two characters together or aligns them in a way that there's bound to be a conflict that takes place if it is a final confrontation boss fight. But then there also would have to be a leveling, a balancing of, let's say, you're the detective. And maybe even story-wise, because of how messy even the ending went, there's all these elements of throughout history of unsolved mysteries. And there's going back to, I think it was a, a 90s TV show, and it's just like very bizarre happenstance of this thing that happened that this individual was a part of and he seemed normal at the time, but then it just looks like this person went crazy. But then in context of the story and knowing all the elements that are there, Mm -hmm. maybe because I think at the end of the film, it looked like Hobbes shot his partner 
and the partner shot the police chief who knew stuff. So it looked like a triple, like a showdown. What am I trying to think of? Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly kind of end sequence of I can shoot you, you can shoot him, and then he can shoot me. Triangle. Oh, like a, what is it called? Is it like a Mexican stand down or show off, right? Yeah. I, I think so. Stand something off. like yeah, this is, yeah, there's this kind of standoff and, but it ends like they all end up executing each other, but it would almost in my mind for a boss fight, maybe it is, you have this, I want to say because it is dodgy, maybe depending on the character, you'd have to have an environment that you could traverse. I do because of my enjoyment of Last of Us 2, there's a boss fight. You like fight. Last of Us 2? Yeah, I know. Do, do, I like do you it? do you like it? I I've never heard that before. I'm sorry, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. <laughs> but there's a conflict between Abby and oh, I'm sorry, Abby and oh man, fans out there are gonna absolutely hate Ellie? me. Ellie, Abby and Ellie, yes, where they're in a the back room of a theater. And there's all these places you can hide. There's these things you can push over. They have, the characters have weapons as well, but it would have to be something reminiscent of that. And I, maybe it is, I'm thinking of something not done and done because I feel the environments you could be looking at are, let's say a construction site, are let's say a rundown building, are a, the infamous fight sequence in the Matrix, a subway, a rundown subway station. Mm. You'd have to find something that is abandoned, but complex enough that you can have characters move around. And let's say if it is in a, it is in an area that is secluded, but then also has individuals there. And I'm not sure how this perspective-wise would go down. Let's say it was in an abandoned apartment but then there are some homeless people within this place as well or maybe it's a rave was there at this place and then there's just some youths extra people around it'll make sense as i go on and mm -hmm. you confront this individual as this rave is people are leaving the area and azazel is there and you find him there and essentially you start this fight but then the cop, for better or worse, has to, he's, his goal is trying to kill Azazel. So in the film, Hobbes is poisoned. Whether that is his doing or Azazel's doing, it's like he's the, it is definitive of his end in that regard. And I think that he would have to, once he sees Azazel, maybe he's trying to kill him. So maybe he is using the environment or maybe he has a gun with three bullets, leaving the last one maybe for himself or something, because then you would trap, you would trap yes. this spirit there where he couldn't travel to possess another body. So then it's okay, I'm fighting this dude. I kill one dude. I kill the other dude through maybe pushing something over you wound and the other guy's like bleeding out. And then maybe he eventually dies. So then he's stuck to one body and then maybe you kill him. But then either it's you kill him and then poison yourself or you kill the dude and then you kill yourself. And then it's like almost in a way it would parlay to a story or sequence or an aspect of, oh, wow, I could see it play out through the media where it'd be like a distinguished cop goes into rage where he, you know, out in the um, suburbs in a, at a secluded area kills three people, including himself. 
And then it's like this aspect of, man, that's really messed up. And it is almost like an unsolved murders where you would try to make sense of it, but there's nothing in our plane of understanding that would make it make sense because this sequence went down and the only people that knew about it would be Azazel and the police or the, the person who's tracking this person down. And there are some comic books as well. There's this, oh, what is it now? Midnight Massacre comic book that I really enjoyed that was released by Marvel. One second here. Oh, I don't I have know it. it. Phone. Oh, it is such a good, it's a little bit, not dry. It's a little bit long sometimes when, okay. but it is called, let's read this here. Okay, Black The Black Monday Murders. And it was oh, released that sounds in, grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's released in 2016. But it's a very interesting story of, they equate everything to the stock market. And there's a spiritual element to this endowing of wealth and there is a cop who just has hunches for things and i remember reading one context of this cop who's uh, african-american he was walking down the street and as he's walking down the street ran into this dude leaving a starbucks and he shot and killed this man leaving Starbucks. He was then arrested, reprimanded, but then on further investigation of this guy that he shot, they found out that he was running some sort of uh, ring of abuse and maybe he was, they found bodies in his freezer or he fa they found people that were trapped in the house that he owned. There was, it, it's oh. almost like his thing was like, there's something wrong with this dude. I don't have, it's, he had such a visceral response that he shot this person. And then you find out that the person that he shot was completely evil, but he couldn't explain why he did it. So therefore it's, he became maybe not exiled from the police, but it was like he, people proceeded or regarded him with much warning because of this type of behavior. It's yeah, he shot and killed this dude, but this guy was like doing stuff that was like really bad to yeah. people that couldn't defend themselves. But it's, it's just like these kind of aspects that tend to follow and definitely in the world that we're living in, because this is a fantasy in a sense, you would never want to condone that type of nature. I got a hunch, so I shot him. That makes no <laughs> sense. But in context of this game world, it is, you're trying to, you're fighting on a different plane of morality. And it's almost like the stakes that are at play are somebody who would just carry on business as usual killing for centuries and centuries and what you're trying to do is essentially stop this person by the means that you have access to what types of dlc properties would you have as crossovers that you think would help support the narrative okay you planted this idea in my head now for constantine or like just other oh how cool could we go with this i'm just thinking of other supernatural mystery film tie-ins could mm -hmm. be pretty cool. I like The Exorcist. That's another possession oh, sort of film. Yeah. Constantine could be like from the hunter perspective. Like maybe <laughs> he shows up and he's like, I'm hunting. This is all. Let's team up. Or yeah, I think that could be, those could be some cool ones. I'm trying to think of other possession films mm -hmm. or properties. Would it be, I'm sorry, I forget the name off the top of my head, but it is a little girl who clicks girl who clicks is it hereditary yes hereditary. i actually haven't i haven't seen that yet but i hear it's super spooky oh no i don't know if no, it, I draw won't. the line <laughs> i won't do that i won't oh. do that to you darian hey, hey I got, an idea. got cool 
Maria. It was weird. It's just like the podcast ended and then he went into a shelter. I'm not sure what happened. He kind of just had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's something like it was so good while it was on, but yeah. Yes, I guess something like within that realm. There, there's just so many different, yeah, crossovers, as you're saying. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. And there's like just such a long history of just horror movies, I feel like, that I haven't seen that I bet exists out there that could be like pretty cool, kind mm -hmm. of cool, cool crossover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on some of the mechanics as well. I have a, even though it is not quite possession, but uh, Night of the Living Dead, uh, a zombie movie, it would mm. be interesting to, let's say, if you're a Zazel and you are. Maybe the twist would be the longer you're in a body, the body begins to decompose. And then that's it's a neat idea. Yeah, because then it'd be like this, oh, this this zombie that you're confronting would be interesting because they would have to find like a fresh body or something like this. But then it's if they stuck in one too long because they failed challenges, they would just end up like drawing more attention to themselves and people would be like this is messed up. Even like a man in black with the, the one roach bug man who possessed that guy, even though I think there were some significant tells initially, he began to yeah fall apart and get really gross. So God, I know. haven't watched <laughs> man in black in so long. Yeah. Some of the character acting in, in that was like really cool, but I think it was just one initial target that they had with Will Smith and what is his name? Jamie Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Curtis. Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Lee, Jamie Lee Oh. It is a, a person with three names of the middle name we, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that something that would, you know, that would support the narrative, something that would add to the game mechanics, maybe even interesting twists that, that you could play with. Yeah. Darian, mm -hmm. what, how do you picture the game loop for this? So I guess that the game loop, in my eyes, how I see it is... Because the police station plays center quite a bit and there has to be other housing elements for the contrary kind of Azazel character. Mm. If you're playing Hobbs, I think that you would start at the police station. I think mm. you start at the police station talking to detectives. Maybe you're getting calls in and as you're getting these calls in, you're parsing together something that might be really strange. Maybe that could be enforced by story, a story element. Oh, that sounds really weird. Or that sounds very familiar. And I was investigating a case of something like this. And then maybe you would then talk to the, the detective uh, who took the uh, information down. And then you would drive out to where the person gave the information from and, and talk to them. And it would th be this element of you then maybe like heavy rain-esque initially okay. where it's you're going out and you're walking around, you're talking, you're looking for clues maybe in the immediate environment and talking to individuals, maybe door to door. But then you'd go back to the police station, which I feel I'd picture much like the division where you just have all these people around talking about certain things and you'd have like levels that would have, let's say case files and things of this nature. And then maybe you'd have oddly enough, maybe somewhat hum humorously, maybe like the X files kind of like a location of just like bizarre crimes. Maybe that eventually becomes unlocked. And then there's like more hubs that are, are more story aspects that come out of that. But then you'd talk to like your immediate kind of detectives, friends, 
and then they would give you clues and then maybe you could go out again. And I think you would have to start investigating specific locations just because it couldn't be, I don't think that it would mm -hmm. work if it was open world. I think that it would yeah. work that if it was like a block or like a neighborhood or an apartment, things where people are more, less dispersed out, more intentional in regards to, to certain elements. Um, I agree with that. Yes. As a Zazel, that's difficult because I feel like there's not a lot of backstory to his character. So there'd have to be like an interjection for when he is introduced into the environment and almost like his hub, his contrary hub to what's going on. Maybe it's uh, you are, you just start out like the film as yeah. this character but then realize that maybe the police are on to you and therefore you have to find your, you have to pick a location, maybe on a map, oh, I'm going to go here and maybe I'll, I'll find like a host here and then find somebody that you can possess and then begin to take, I guess, maybe build somewhat of a stronghold within that area. Maybe also trying to throw red herrings into the other locations to make your overall assessment of the environment difficult to track. I feel like this game also, it's not refined. So it's like, how do you hone down? Do you just decide that when somebody investigates an area, it's the same area that Azazel is going to, or I think that would make sense to more directed. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's like your selection, your level selection in a way, if it's mm -hmm. multiplayer, like if it's one V one, detective versus Azazel, the detective chooses where, basically chooses the level. They're like, where mm -hmm. am I going to investigate? And so say it's a mall, and mm -hmm. then that's where you and Azazel will do your... And then actually what could be interesting, maybe it's not just 1v1, maybe there's multiple detectives, maybe it is asymmetrical, oh. and we like really beef up Azazel, depending on how many players there are against him. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting. So yeah, that would be definitely, yeah, I like the idea for sure. It would be contrarian to, I guess, the asymmetrical now, because usually it's one person that's, no, I guess maybe it's the same. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's the, same. the same. I guess same. you're right. Yeah. Usually an asymmetrical. So if we look at, say, Dead by Daylight, the one person is taking out the... Entire group so, of people. Right. So maybe there has to be a way that Azazel can take over so we made this rule where azazel can't be seen when they're possessing someone so mm -hmm. say you are alone you you enter a store so we're in the mall you enter a store mm -hmm. and the person who is is azazel is like a shopkeeper there pretending to be like an npc mm -hmm. and you're alone and if say if azazel possesses you're out uh, yes mm -hmm. and then and what would be neat is if there's proximity chat Oh, I like that. Um, I like and, that. And the thing is, you could say, oh, Azazel's the shopkeeper, but he's already could have jumped to someone else. He could be you. He could take over your body <laughs> and then be you. And you'll be like, hey, why isn't talking? <laughs> yeah. And there is Azazel. And so that could be the asymmetrical element. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, yeah, because then if the person took over the detective, It'd be this aspect of if they start talking, then you'd be like, oh, your voice sounds weird. 
And yeah, you're, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, no. <laughs> and then how would you, okay, so I guess how would the boss fight then be initiated? How would that sort of? I guess it wouldn't be a boss fight per se. It would be mm -hmm. that you have to, oh, because if you can just jump, maybe you have to kill the body that Azazel's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it'd have to be like really weird, and then it'd, yeah, okay, okay. But maybe you only have one shot. Would you then? So you can't just go killing every NPC. Mm -hmm. Maybe you only have one bullet to pick the right Azazel. Maybe it's you have to hurt Azazel, then you pull the fire alarm, which clears out the area. Oh, that. And could then be you'd neat. only have a few people left that are within the area who Azazel is. Maybe if like you shoot him and he's bleeding, and he can run the same speed. Maybe he can like, maybe he has a little bit to buffer him to get away from you. You've confronted him, you, sh you injure him. So therefore there's a, tr you can now track him, but then you pulled the fire alarm. So then everybody has left except maybe a few people that maybe were injured in the escape of the, of the building. Oh, interesting. And, okay. And then, or, or maybe just people that, that have been left behind, but then, it, then again, it goes into that boss fight. Like then what is the, I guess, yeah, I guess now that you have him and he's run away, he's trying to kill you or possess you and you're trying to kill him and then kill yourself. Maybe we don't have to we maybe we don't have to bring that aspect into it. Maybe we just treat it more like a little bit more like a hide and seek, but you're hiding in the okay. bodies. Rather than yeah, we don't have to make it too grim. <laughs> yeah. I guess we leave a plot hole in there, but I think that's okay just for the sake of fun. Yeah, that's true. Um but yeah, like maybe he can possess one of the other detectives and if you possess every detective, mm -hmm. you win if a detective gets possessed they're out they're brain dead oh true true yeah and then and your job is to kill azazel mm -hmm. but if you can't shoot a civilian so you have to like make sure that oh you yeah. uh, so that could be it too so maybe there's certain so maybe a weakness of azazel is there's okay one weakness is that they move like a human not mm -hmm. like an npc maybe there's a certain tell that could be like maybe the eye the eyes are yellow or something like maybe there's some other visual tell or maybe that would make it too obvious but there would be like some little hint mm -hmm. maybe one of the hints could be like hey why is that shopkeeper not in their shop why are they outside of their shop for example mm -hmm. would that be so like, like a dialogue based maybe if you had a perk for the detective where he would just know that oh this person's not in their shop what's going on here maybe they'll be wearing i don't know like a mcdonald's uniform and they're oh, like not in there i see what you mean and yeah. then maybe another way to give some <laughs> to empower the detectives is that azazel does have a cooldown on his jump so he can't just like jump jump so you have to choose wisely when you jump because maybe you have to wait 30 seconds before you can do the next one so that would make it so like if a detective comes into your shop Mm -hmm. and you're Azazel and you can't possess them yet because mm -hmm. you still have 15 seconds left on your cooldown. You have mm -hmm. to stand in there and pretend to be an NPC while waiting mm -hmm. for your cooldown to come in again, you know? Yeah. And maybe we would need to encourage the detectives to separate. Like maybe there has to be something, maybe there's some other objectives. I think like closing off the floors, maybe going to each place and making sure that 
each shop is cleared and then maybe closing the shop door. So, you know, it's like you're closing off the poss the potentiality of levels and areas. Oh. Be like, no, that's actually the bottom floor is closed off. The, the mid floor is closed off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, like no, I don't think we want to make like it this. too big or maybe different levels have different sizes to increase the difficulty. <laughs> this is true. So, yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun, actually. I would yeah. play the game. Yeah, no, same here. I love asymmetrical games. Like, I find, uh, yeah, there's so much fun. There's so much fun mm. in the right hands. I guess maybe lastly, the production emphasis. I guess the pillars would be dev, art, and game mechanics. Is that yeah. maybe I should write this down? Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's like just maybe, ABC on maybe my rather end. than maybe rather than thinking of the from those pillars, maybe we actually think about the game pillars. Like in okay, this okay. one, it'll be like, what would be a game pillar for this game? Now, this is stuff. Okay, so I guess with a mm -hmm. caveat, this is stuff that people spend a lot of time thinking about when they mm -hmm. make their games, like what the pillars would be. So mm -hmm. we can just yeah. Yeah. Is this I, some like off the cuff pillars? Is it cooperative? I think traversal or like traversal of environment would be important because. Well, it's going to be a small level though. I guess I'm thinking more of like the, the cat and mousey when you're running away. Okay. Okay. Because it would be this aspect of, oh, I found him. The elevator door is closed. He's going down to the third floor or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's only five floors or whatever. But there would have to be elements that would make sense, but would be not so cumbersome when you're uh, navigating them. So environment traversal, how much detective, detectiving do you think? I think detectiving is only in the sense like it's basically purely narrational. Like I don't think you're going to be hunting for clues or anything, but you're mm -hmm. detectives hunting after what you thought was a copycat killer, but is actually just the same demon soul. <laughs> so then that would be like C. So like maybe, and then what would be the other pillar? Mm -hmm. Would it be co-op? I guess, yeah, because we would need to make sure that the detectives are working together to mm -hmm. solve this. It's definitely not, like, it's cooperative, but it's also competitive. Mm -hmm. So it would be like, you could traverse the environment pretty good. The story isn't really that over-the-head heavy-handed, and then it would be elements of... Yeah, I would definitely not put a too much of a focus on the narrative other than the sense as to like, why are these detectives hunting this demon? I think mm -hmm. it would be a background lore. I think gameplay is definitely yeah. making it fun. It's got to be fun. For sure. And, so then maybe that's a... And maybe also the maybe the maps aren't too long. Like the, each game is not too long. It's something that you could drop in with, play like a couple matches with your friends and then call mm -hmm. it a night. I think would also be pretty important. Yeah, just like making sure there's like a good balance between the Azazel and the detectives. Yeah, the balance. Yeah. So there might be some things that are OP'd, but then you could get a perk or something like that that would then mm. make it somewhat more in balance. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think that would be cool. Oh, I guess I'm thinking like. But maybe so like game... roguelike kind of perks, different. Like roguelike, roguelike in the sense that maybe you only get to keep those perks. Like they're not permanent. But... So it's like your challenge to use different perks 
or find different ways of playing within the bonuses you're given. Yeah. Because it'd be like, oh, you can run, let's say you can run really quick, but then your perception is low, but then your perception is really high, but then you run really slow. So then like, how do you, maybe perception makes it easier for you to close down the stores, but then it's, you can only funnel, you can only funnel a character in a Azazel in a direction. Whereas the other one, it's, you don't have to close down as many stores because you could run after them really quick. Yeah. You know? Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's neat. So it'd be, okay, A would go to gameplay because it's got to play good. Uh, B would be to environment traversing, making sure that, I guess there's art too. Yeah, as an artist, I'm very inclined to say that the (laughs) art should be good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so maybe gameplay and traversing is A and then art is B for the environment (laughs) and then story is C. It's, yeah. Yeah. I need. That's I so mean, funny. I do it's have so my weird. own personal biases, of course. You could just be like shitty, and we could be out of a job. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. It's so bad. I know. That's so funny. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, I like this one. This one was really fun. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, I really. Oh, honestly, though, thinking of the crossover, like having if they ever do something, even comic book wise, mm-hmm. like where they could take like what happened in Fallen and then parlay that into Constantine then because I could see like his son at the end of this movie be almost like on par with Constantine but having different tactics Hmm. of and then it's Constantine he's a grizzled vet of tracking these things down but then it's you have this other guy who's good in his own kind of way and you're like in this world of tracking down these demons and yeah it's pretty cool. Replayable was created by Darian McRae. Our co-hosts are Jennifer Owen and Amanda Preparzi. Thank you for listening. For ideas on future episodes, please contact us at ideas at replayablepodcast.com.